This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. All right, everybody. Welcome to the brand new Friend or Foe. Now with Jabberjaw Media, we are here at the UCB facility in, uh, on uh, Sunset. And I'm here with my fantastic guest, Matt Moore. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yourself? <laughs> I, I'm absolutely fantastic. It was a little, little bit of a, uh, little bit of a trial getting to the show today. <laughs> so I, I really appreciate your understanding. Thank you so much. Man, I am, I'm the youngest of four. I am liquid <laughs> when it comes to things going wrong. Totally used I'm to it. Totally used it. to it. So, man, you have, you have a whole lot going on. You wrote a book. I did write a book. It's called Adult Stuff. Now on Amazon. It's on and Am- all the places. It's on Amazon. It's in your local Barnes and Nobles. Uh, it's a seasonal fair, so it's coming back around. I don't know when this goes out. Probably not going to be in ten years. So uh, yeah, it's a book uh, that's sort of a geared toward graduation gifts. So it's kind of in. We're in season right now for it, which is nice. Awesome, excellent. You, you know, I I'm so I'm so impressed with authors. It takes so <laughs> me too. No, I mean it takes so much effort, so much unbelievable effort to because I I I I've had so many ideas for books. Sure. You know, I'm like, oh sure. man, that that would make a great book. Everybody does that. You know, ah, oh, you know, I should totally write a book. Well, good luck, sir. It takes so long. How how what was your process on on writing it? Uh, it took forever. I worked with a, a guy that I met ironically here at UCB, uh, Robert Basil. He and I co-wrote it together, and uh, it was a long slog. Like we had <laughs> we had this idea, and it was funny, and we said, "Oh, this would be a great book. We should make it into a book." And then we started writing like uh, sample entries and blog posts, kind of about it, and like kind of building the content of it. Worked on that for maybe six months, nine months or so. He got busy. I got busy. We kind of shelved it and then kind of got back into it eventually uh, when he passed it on to a friend that was in publishing who read it and said, oh, you guys should turn this into a book. Long story short, once we actually got the deal, it took, I mean, it was a good solid year maybe of sure. working and, you know, once you get a, a a draft done, sending it away and saying like, well, don't have to worry about that for a while. And then sure enough, that while ends very quickly and someone gives you notes and says, we like it, but change all of it. Yeah, and yeah, so you yeah. go back it's in. It's great, but nah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> change every little bit of it. Exactly. And that's, and that's usually like that's a year turnaround is generally a pretty fast process for for a fully published book. Right. 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 Thankfully, our book isn't, we didn't write like a novel. It's a self-help book for millennials. So it's like <laughs> short chapters giving advice and some graphs and stuff like that. It's one of your, something you would, you know, see at an Urban Outfitters gift table, uh-huh. something like sure, that. It's in sure. that world. So thankfully it wasn't, you know, I, I, I don't know how people write novels. That's incredible. <laughs> I don't know how people, that's uh, amazing, a linear story. No, I'm not doing that. I'm writing three or four pages about uh, getting dumped. So uh-huh. that's a little bit, it was a little bit easier to kind of knock out those chapters one by one than I'll tell to- you what, I, I could really use all of that advice. <laughs> I, I need to buy this book immediately. Me too. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, um, I was just dumped just, oh, just a bummer. couple weeks ago. And I got to tell you, man, I, I won't, I, I, you know, this is a comedy show and I don't want to get sad, but man, I'm still, I'm, I'm pretty broken up hey, about it, honestly. It, it, it uh, you know. Uh, love hurts. <laughs> love hurts. They were guys. right. They were right this whole time. What are like 
Um, what what was your one of your favorite bits to to work on for the book? Like, obviously, this this comes a lot from your from your personal life and sure. things things sure. that you know you're sharing with others that have happened to you. Like, what uh, what what really hits you in the book? Uh, there's a lot of things. Um... We cover a lot of different topics, uh, like dating, as I said, moving it. it. It's basically everything. Once you finish high school or college and you're transitioning into life, like all those things, getting an apartment, you know, your job, that sort of thing. And for me, it was working and uh, employment was the big one. And the th I think the thing that hit me most that was so close to home was uh, uh, the work Christmas party and how that can make or break you in uh -huh. a corporate environment. And I've seen so many times interns puking like at a nice restaurant and oh, the wow. boss is kind of looking over at him going what are you th what are you doing you don't even technically work here what are you thinking get it right together now? phil yeah, exactly come on greg no don't dance what are you thinking <laughs> this is not the time absolutely not the time. so those those all really hit really close to home for me because i have I've danced, you know, I've danced on that edge before. I've said, you know what, maybe I should show these people my real personality. And that turns out to be not a great, yeah. not necessarily the best idea in certain situations. <laughs> right. You, you've got to, you've got to keep a, a certain amount of decorum for, for those, for yeah. those environments. Even, and, even yeah. people that are your friends at work aren't really your friends. Like, That's they're right. still coworkers. Yeah, they're, That's such a weird yeah, they're out to get you. concept for people to remember. Like, oh, this yeah. person could still feasibly fire me. So <laughs> at any moment, yeah. especially in this this town, right? Yeah, you just, absolutely. You, you just don't, don't want that know. coming back around. Everybody's got a knife behind their back. It's, it's just like <laughs> you get it. You understand? Oh, oh, I do. I do. I've I've had every job in the world, and I've been fired for most of them. So, <laughs> so I I that's why I'm doing this podcast because sure. I you know I'd love to talk about Conan. Tell me uh -huh. about Conan. You've you've worked on it uh, uh, a couple times. Yeah, for, uh, for, uh, yeah uh, I've been there a, a good number of number of times. Some of them don't necessarily air, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm fortunate enough to be for whatever reason, on a list that they read and say, let's call that guy. And I come in and do uh, a lot of mostly physical bits over there. I'm kind of oh, a, that's a good. physical guy. And so uh -huh. you uh, do, for like... everyone listening, physical here does not mean physically imposing in any way. Uh, <laughs> I'm basically a bag of golf clubs that wears a hat sometimes. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm a physical comedy person. So I go in and do a lot of that sort of thing. And uh yeah, I've been really fortunate to do a lot of really fun stuff over there. Something that I did recently that did not make it was uh, Honan Coasted Honan Honan. <laughs> hey, but it's we'll a whole new show. We'll fix that in post. <laughs> uh, Conan hosted the um, Nobel Peace Prize ceremony, like the concert that followed really? the ceremony. He, yeah, he wow. he hosted it afterwards uh, in Oslo, and if you remember, Bob Dylan was to receive a Nobel Prize for something or for mm -hmm. literature, and he didn't want to accept it, so he wasn't going to go. So I went and did a bit, a pre-taped bit that we shot here in town that was going to air there where I was Bob Dylan, and it was the bit was sort of what is Bob Dylan doing that he's too busy to go to the Nobel Peace Prize. So it was like a good bit, and I'm riding a, a Segway around, and I'm in the house goofing around. It was real, just a lot of really fun, you know, tetherball just goofing around it was really fun and they did a lot of prosthetic work on me so i looked oh wow pretty close to him you know <laughs> that's so fantastic solid. uh i want to say red that, hair and everything <laughs> the whole it was a whole nine man it was great uh but i want to say the day before it was supposed to air the concert was on sunday night in oslo the day before or maybe two days before it was supposed to air um or that the concert was going to happen 
Bob Dylan sent a letter that explained why he wasn't going. Oh, which no. sort of kicked the legs out from under the bit, which so it got pulled. It didn't I'm air. so sorry. It's, I can make yeah. it. I can't make it to the, to the can, show. I, yeah. I can't get over there. I... <laughs> Write another book. You know, whatever. Uh, oh, and so wow. it was kind of a bummer because I would have loved to have said, oh, yeah, I was a part of the Nobel Peace yeah. Prize concert. That, uh, How amazing. That would have But, uh, yeah, it did not make air, which is, you know, how many times? It happens all the time. So... What do you do? Uh, besides but. being broken up a lot, uh, that's pretty much the story of my life oh, is wow. all the projects that I've done that will never see the light sure, of day. Sure. <laughs> I've talked about this so many times. I mean, uh, one time I was uh, for this for this one movie, I hung upside down naked in a tree. Uh, it was supposed to be for like half an hour. Right. Because they get in, get the shot, get the hell out of there. Except they didn't, so I ended up hanging upside down for like six hours. No way! And you know, they they brought me water and some <laughs> like snacks that they're like feeding me upside down and stuff. But dude, talk about brutal! Like it was just oh, and I forgot to mention they were they were like <gasps> beating me with sticks the like whole time. A, like a, a man pinata. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was exactly it. Yikes! So uh, yeah, and it, you know, it played in like a festival. That was like overseas. No one, no one will ever sure. see it. It's sure. it's, it's like uh, super upsetting because right. you know I I did I did some Eddie Redmayne shit in that, uh, and, and 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 nobody cares. Character like, work. It's just, he's so nobody. method. He was saying, please actually I hit me. I, I want to feel I went something. Home and hung myself up in the shower and you know beat myself just yeah. so. It didn't, uh, yeah. That's the yeah. problem with this town. They don't I'm understand you. art. <laughs> right? I bet in the inter international festival circuit, there are T-shirts. It, it, it would have killed, yeah. Cool, uh, I have no doubt. Sort of Japanese <laughs> beanbag toy with your likeness oh, on it. So, Absolutely. Oh, so strong. He, pretty, you were a track star at one point. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, why? Uh, uh, no, not unfortunately. It was very... Uh, it was a fun experience, <laughs> uh -huh. to say the least. But uh, I came from a family. I'm the youngest of four. I'm from South Central Nebraska, Deal. which <laughs> means I'm from a very rural community. Uh -huh. And uh, so am I. The uh, thought of getting out of there was first and foremost in my life from about sixth grade on. And I kind of said, how am I going to do that? My folks are farmers, so they're not going to send me to school. So I got really good at track and field and kind of cross country and Really got into that, and that was sort of my ticket to get me going. And yeah, I more or less really hardcore into that all through high school. Went to school, went to college, ran some track, ran some cross country for a while before I realized uh, there was much more fun things to do in college than indeed uh, do uh, sports and Whatever stay do healthy. Whatever you mean, Matt, I I don't know what about what what fun things you're speaking of. Listen, kids, <laughs> there are some fantastic study halls. And libraries halls, that you can really right, spend a lot yes. of fun time with. You don't want to be outside enjoying fresh air with attractive co-eds. What? Running no. around a track. Of course no. not. You want to be inside. With yeah, the, hanging out with the breakfast club. In the library. Of yeah, course. absolutely. You know? Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, unfortunately, a uh, not unfortunately, running was a big part of my life for a very, very long time. And I quit for, I would say, around 12 years. And I've recently started running again because a... A uh, producer friend of mine showed me that uh, running about a 5K after you get drunk is the the morning after you drink is the world's greatest cure for a hangover. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I 100% <laughs> swear by it. If I ever get ripped up the next morning, I will wake up early somehow and pull shoes off. Yeah. And the beauty of it is, I mean, it's 
probably medically, it's probably horrible for your body. But mile one, you're probably going to barf, which <laughs> oh, yeah. is great because you get it out and then you yeah. sweat the next two miles. By the time you're back, like all the gross stuff is kind of gone. Yeah. You come in, take a shower, eat something, take a nap for a couple hours. Man, you're ready you're, to run. You're right back in the game. Yeah. Tell nice. So I guess, <laughs> I guess running has had one uh, lasting lasting wisps of uh, inspiration for me and that that's, being just that's uh, great oh it's a great hangover cure <laughs> who cares about my health and my heart how uh, <laughs> exercise could help me in the future no 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 no. i'm using this right now to yeah keep drinking absolutely i'm i'm kind of a fuddy dud i've never really done much drinking um i i uh, i've been told that i should do more or uh, <laughs> or toke it up a bit more i i have all this boundless energy and nowhere and nowhere to put it and it's sort of just like uh, yeah. that's the, like I psych myself out, you know, for, that's for things the, well, just that's like the exhaust my thing. That's the danger myself. of it. The, the problem is if you are a overly excitable like me, I'm I need no encouragement to do something <laughs> wild or loud. Oh, yeah. I'll drop trial right now. Uh, so <laughs> just I mean, you know, we're, we're now. Nah, see, uh, you we're know, getting there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And so I avoided drinking for a long time because I was like, boy, I need no encouragement to to be. And then. Once I started, that exact same that thing started happening. Like, oh yeah, hey guys, you know I won state. Everybody get out of the way. Watch this. There's a lot of watch this happening. Like, oh sure. Anybody want to see a backflip? Watch this. How I'm not dead to this day, I don't know. But thankfully, it's kind of it's kind of curbed itself. And I've as age has increased, I've finally realized, hey, why don't you just be a quiet drunk and not <laughs> don't need to be the guy who can. Uh, you you do you think that's how you're gonna go out? It's just like, hey, everybody, watch this. <laughs> Probably at this point <laughs> in my like life. Just like right, right off the edge. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that lion got loose. Hey, everybody, hang on. Check this out. <laughs> bet I can touch it. <laughs> watch me. Watch yeah, me. I bet I can. Absolutely. I can ride this shark. No, wait, wait, wait. Just, just hang on. Just hang on a second. It's a good idea. <laughs> I was watching some of your uh, your videos. I, I was just, you know, stalking you through your entire Finally. Uh, your internet Finally. history. Yes, I know. please. I mean. You and my mom. <laughs> you have a. Oh yeah, me and my mom, uh, uh, me and your mom are tight. Yeah, yeah good, really. good. Um, but uh, pawn some of that off on you. <laughs> I was, uh, let's see, I watched the 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 Roomber uh, spot. Sean saves the world. Uh huh. Let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. Uh, yeah, I just had a, I I got uh, I got a joke with Sean Hayes uh, on his show, which. Uh, short-lived. Ironically, that was the last episode that got canceled after the oh. my episode, uh, which means a. Man, I wanted those residuals to Hell go yeah. for the rest right. of my life, you know. But uh, B, every time I go into that casting office, the first thing they say is like, oh, here he is. Hope he doesn't get it because he's going to kill the show. And they all laugh. And then <laughs> yeah. I kind of think like, well, I guess yeah. that's well, one way to be kind remembered. Of, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had a uh, I had a uh, network TV fart joke with Sean Hayes <laughs> uh, where I kind of had two punchlines back to back. And uh, it was great. It I That was my first like network sitcom experience mm -hmm. and man the things they don't tell you when you go in for something like that or even in like acting classes or anything like that you just kind of get thrown in to, to you're just there like i i read for it you know i read for it didn't hear anything i was working on something else i got called said hey you booked the thing you're going in on monday sounds great i'll go went to the went to the lot you know Went in, got my dressing room. Everything's fine. I'm kind of hanging out. I got my script. 30 minutes or so, I'm filling out paperwork. Somebody knocks on the door. Hey, we're ready for you. We go down for rehearsal. 
like there was no there was no all right what you're gonna do is there was no there was, like stepping in there was, was no production for there's sean hayes he walks in he says hi he says the setup and i have to hit the jokes like yeah. both times right out of the gate all Bada right boom and then they're just like figuring out the cameras and stuff we do it again hit the jokes all right great that was good and then they sent me back and it was Sort of like a, a haze, a Sean sure. haze. It was sort <laughs> of just like a haze of, oh, my God, I'm so glad I knew my jokes and I knew how to hit them properly because, my God, they're not going to wait no. around. And then I've heard tell of people getting fired for, you know, just like, am I allowed to swear here? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> I've heard people tell tale of being fired for fucking up, like, in the rehearsal or, oh, yeah. like, at table reads. And I thought, oh, my God, I was so nervous, but I'm glad that I played it off like I was like, oh, yeah, I do this all the time. <laughs> of course, yeah, you have to do that. Here's right. this fart joke. <laughs> boom. Yes, I'm terrified to be in front of you, but uh, here it is. Boom, yeah. boom. Now we're friends. Uh, but, yeah, it was super fun. I will say this about Mr. Sean Hayes. He's, like, the nicest guy. That's what I've heard. In the universe. Yeah, I hear that. When uh, on, he was like, when he met me, we shook, he shook my hands. He's like, oh my God, I watched your tape. You were so funny. And I was kind of looking at him like, what are you doing? You don't have to talk to me. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, and he was no, like no. super nice. And yeah. then um, when uh, on the actual day that we taped, uh, you know, there's, it was a coffee shop scene. So there's extras, you know, everywhere and background sure. people. And when he showed up to set, like he walked around through the room and shook hands with every background actor i love that looked at them in the face and said hey good morning sorry you called so early i just want to say you know really appreciate you coming in this is going to be a lot of fun hope you have a good time he went around to everybody and said that i was like oh my god you your name is literally on the building (laughs) your face is all above the door when it was at universal so when the when the tram goes by for the tour your face is what they see when they say sean saves the world shoots in this building and it was like wow you're the, you're the coolest dude. Hey man, yeah, you're all right with me. I got but, nothing bad to say about but you. But here's, and I love hearing that so much. I, I, I really do. Um, but I think, you know, that should really be the standard, right? People should just, you know, be respectful of people. There's no reason to be a jackass. I don't know, right? You know, I mean, even if you're, regardless of the level that you're at, I mean. I, I've, I've told people before, if, if I ever get that level of egotistical and I've, you know, let's, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I have the ego of a small planet, but you know, (laughs) I just please punch me in the balls. I listened to all things Weird Al and he was doing this where somebody said, you know, everyone, everyone around the industry and everywhere always says that you're just the nicest guy. And he's, you know, uh, he's the most modest guy in the world too. And he's, he's just like, listen, I'm, I'm just a guy. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just approaching people, uh, how, how I would want to be, you know, that's, it's, that's it. It's, it's all, it's all about having respect. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing. Maybe it's, I'm the, I'm the most polite person (laughs) on the planet because of just the way I was raised and where I'm from. Don't get me wrong. I'm a monster. The second you are <laughs> shitty to me and then so oh, right. you want to be terrible, I can be worse. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's just something to that. And I, I there's a fear in my head that I might say something smart to somebody for, you know, just for no reason. And my mom comes out from somewhere and just gives me this disappointing look like you're that's well, I'm disappointed like that. Kills <laughs> right, right. Me inside. Yeah. yeah. But just the just 
there's something to that. Like, there's a, something to when you meet famous people and they're uh, they're just they're cool and they're really nice. And uh, <laughs> that's my pager. <laughs> My weed guy it's a, is calling. It's, a, it's, a, it's paging you from the 90s. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but something like that, Sean Hayes has created an army of people like me who are now going, oh, that's how you should treat people when you're working because then for the rest of their lives, they're only going to say, this guy's the best. What a nice guy. What a cool dude. Like, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? I don't understand. Yeah. It could karma, all, man. It could all karma. go away. It, it, oh, it could all go away. Oh, Wouldn't and, you like to and it has. be the guy that <laughs> has all the friends that people are like, oh, tough times for that guy. He's really cool. We should bring him in for this thing. Like, right. Why wouldn't you be that guy? Yeah, absolutely. It's always nice when you get to work with those people who are, who are you know, uh, uh, so congenial and respectful. I, um, oh, what was it? What was it on? I think it was NCIS LA or whatever. Um, <laughs> to you, you, well, you mentioned background. Listen, I, I have no shame. I've done background a million times and Hey, it's, it's no good cash. No shame in the game. It, it, yeah, gives, you, it the gives you a chance to be on set and, uh, and, uh, do a little hobnobbing sometimes. And, um, the, the team on that show was, was really cool. Uh, uh, castle was all also really fun. Um, uh, Nathan Fillion's one of those one of those guys too. Oh, that's cool. just like good, super good super chill, man. It's just super chill. Yeah, why why wouldn't you? And I think that I think I think there's a weird there's a weird shame about people doing background work, and I don't see it because the way I think about it is I think everybody should do something to get on set. Yes, because you're gonna have something happen if you know maybe you are extremely fortunate like I was to get. You know, when you get stuff and you get to go to a real working soundstage or movie right. studio or something like that, they're just going to throw you in. And if yep. if you faked it all the way to that point <laughs> and then they throw you in and you're not ready, like you're you're, you're done. Dead that, in the water. That's it. They're going to fire you and, and hire somebody else. It. There's always somebody else right behind you. So when I moved to town, I uh, happened to meet an alum from Nebraska who was a wardrobe stylist. And because I got a BFA in performing, I had to take a sewing costume class. Oh, yes. And so uh, I ended up, you know, just I met her and she said, I'm a costume designer. Do you need a job? And I said, yeah. And she goes, can you sew? And I said, yeah, I, absolutely. She said, great. Well, I'm working on a job at the Rose Bowl next week. Uh, I need wow. a PA. Do you want to do it? I said, sure. And I ended up getting experience on set and kind of learning the biz, like the production side of the business from that side, getting to see like, oh, this is what that guy does. This is how you behave. You know, this is. This is how people treat PAs, so be nice to them because they'll bend over backwards for you if they like you, and they'll kind of save your ass sometimes if, if you know, like, it's it's something that you should do. And I always learned uh, just kind of how to deal with people and be in that environment working as, as, a, as a PA and climbing my way up. And, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. People that have never done background stuff or just even been on sets and, you know, maybe you're a theater person or a comedy person, but you've never had that experience. I think there's a wealth to learn from just seeing how it works. It all comes together. And then kind of seeing also when you see shitty background people or <laughs> shitty actors or something like that, and you see right. how the how the, the crew and the producers and stuff are like, hey, get that guy out the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. like that happens. They're, they know what's going on, and you know, like, oh, this is how to behave on this set. Like, don't complain. Don't be I shitty. Was, uh, I was just watching a clip. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel um, that 
kicked somebody out like during a break. And uh, I wish I could remember who his guest was. And I just watched this clip yesterday. Um, but uh, but the, the, the guest was like, you know, I've never seen you get angry with anyone. But it was just like, I guess, I guess whoever it was had their their feet up on the chair. Oh no! And Jimmy was not happy. He was like, you know, did the whole did the point thing, and it was like, yeah, yeah. get get them the hell out of my studio. Like, I don't. You yeah, don't want to be that guy. It's not like a restaurant or something where they're no. like, "Excuse me, can you?" Like, hey, we don't need you. We'll find yeah. somebody else. You can Absolutely. leave. We'll throw you right out physically if if need be. No every problem. time, every time. Uh, I like to say a lame claim to fame, but one of the coolest things that I ever did was um, I I did background on the Dark Knight, and oh, no um, way. Three days in the mix with. You know, Heath Ledger, Christian Bale, Christopher oh, Nolan. Shit. And it was just uh, it was one of the coolest experiences I could I could ever hope to have as a as a human and a nerd. You know what I'm sure. saying? And uh, <laughs> I always I always thought it was super cool. Christopher Nolan had this monitor around his neck, like on a on a chain, like Flava Flav style that oh, he would just like finally. like pick. <laughs> right. Uh, so he didn't have to go over to Video Village. And it's just was like such a, an incredible experience, you know. I was uh, I was downtown LA on a Sunday getting dinner with my girlfriend at the time and uh they were filming some of the motorcycle chase scenes for uh what was the last one the Dark Knight Rises was that the name it was called Yes mm-hmm. that one they were filming like some of the chase scenes in downtown with the motorcycles and stuff and it was cool to kind of be down there and see you know them getting ready, and then all the motorcycles shoot off, and the you see the the tumbler driving mm-hmm. around, and right. all that. It was it was super cool. Yeah, I can imagine, you know, kind of being there to more or less be a part of it, and just be around and see it happening and setups and stuff like that. That sounds crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. Uh, you know, it, seeing like because uh, uh, I was there with Maggie Gyllenhaal, who was also very nice. Um, I I never saw. You know, you hear all the stories about Heath Ledger, and I, I got to tell you, while I was I was present to it, I never saw Heath Ledger. I didn't. I only saw the Joker. Like, he didn't break that entire 72 hours that I was oh on set. Like, I did not, you know, uh, they, of course, come over and, you know, uh, fix, his, fix his hair and spritz him in between every take and whatnot, and he was just like— just a cold motherfucker, and I was I was terrified, and it was wonderful. <laughs> Sounds exhausting too. On, an, yeah. on a certain hand, as as a production person, uh, having experience, and then I could definitely be like, Ugh, "Hey, we got to ask Heath, uh, the Joker. We got to ask the Joker if uh, if he wants these bananas." <laughs> right. Exactly. Hey, uh, Heath, uh, Joker. The bananas are here. Do you want and just like yeah. kind of dealing with that? Yeah, right. I could see right. myself tiring very <laughs> have quickly. Some, have some melons. Yeah. yeah. It's hey, just man. Like a... All right. Great. L- listen. Do you want this or not? Why so serious? Just like those uh, those stories. This banana has appeal. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's good. No, I take it. Uh, we'll be right back with Matt after this break. This episode is brought to you by Hinder. Are you ugly as sin and seeking a red-headed, busty, tatted-up, cosplaying, Harley-riding pagan princess to mash lips and naughty bits with? Are you far from close to finding the one? Would you like all your dates to exhibit extreme behavior? Are you ready to take it to the limit to find the lips of an angel? 
Then release yourself from the all-American nightmare of dating apps by joining Hinder. Hinder's raw glam metal has been making women cream their pants and their sheets while running mad with passion in the streets since 2001. And now you can use their meta magic mayhem music to bring them to you. Hinder keeps all the toads at bay so that Bay can find you. You can't make this shit up. When the smoke clears, your horny hotness will be stripped and waiting for you at your front door. Hinder app. Welcome to the freak show in your pants. And that's how we do it here on wow. Friend or Foe. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Got to get my profile up. That's right. That's right. It's uh, it's all new. I'm I'm on it. I've been doing really well. Having lots of uh, ladies, you know. You got to take a number, man. Take a number. All right. All right. <laughs> Game on. Hinder. Uh, Find me at uh, 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 Mop with Hat. <laughs> it's going to be my... I want everybody I, to know that's I want them to know right out of the gate what you're getting into. That's right. He's a <laughs> how do you describe him? Well, I don't know. It's kind of a broom with hair, I guess. <laughs> it's a thin man. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. What what else is coming up? You're, are you doing a, are you doing a book tour at all? Uh, no. Well, it came out last year around this time. So oh, okay. we did a lot of uh, we did a, a, a handful of readings and uh, did a couple signings around town and and did that sort of thing. Um, yeah, this year it's just coming around again. It's kind of cool that it's a it's a graduation gift, really. So every year at the end of both semesters, whether it be holidays or end of spring semester, uh, sales go up, you know, again, which is cool. And uh, last year for most of the year it was on the graduation gifts table at Barnes & Noble, right out in front in, in every store across the United States, which is crazy. I had people... Friends from all over the country texting me pictures of I'm in El Paso, Texas. Look, your book is here. Look, I'm in I'm in Florida. Your book is here. It's crazy. Um, so that's all happening again, which is uh, which is fun. Probably go around, sign some more, which is uh, kind of a fun deal. But yeah, that's the end of that for now. We're hoping to pitch more, at least write and more versions of it. You know, as time goes on. But we'll see. My writing partner's busy. I'm. You more know. more versions of it. What you mean? Uh, yeah, uh, so so it's going to be like a series. We would like, like to, uh, yeah, like ideally. Dot 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 for dummies kind of thing. Essentially, yeah, more like uh, you know, aim one for like holidays, for instance. Because uh -huh. you can do a whole thing <laughs> the about Easter version. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We have a couple chapters about uh, like the Christmas holidays, and it was it kind of came out of an idea from New Year's that I had that. You always think New Year's is going to be the best night of your life, and then it ends up being horrible the because you, worst, yeah. you you know you pay too much. It, oh, plans always fall through. Yep. The bar or whatever is crowded, and it's the worst night ever because you always think like, "Oh, this is going to be so this much fun," one. and it's always terrible, terrible, and just awful. I'm I'm I've said this for most of my life. Like I, a lot of good things happen to me. I'm very fortunate in that. I I feel like I'm I'm. Nice to people, so good things typically happen to me. I, I stay out of trouble. I try to be a good person. So I feel like any given day, something great could happen to me. 364 days a year. New Year's Eve is the one that I do not get. That's the one that is guaranteed to be bad. And <laughs> high school, college, just anywhere I went, that night ended up being tragic. People breaking up. There's a fire. Like, just crazy things oh, happening. Yeah. And so I usually just sit New Year's Eve out, and then I kind of got scammed into being like, no, I'm going to go. You know what's going to happen? Uh, this is going to happen. And I go to something, and it just it falls apart. Yeah. And you kind of think about it, and you think, why does that happen? Why does it happen? It's, oh, because you hype it up. You think it's going to be the best. What if instead of that, 
instead of aiming, thinking it's going to be the best night of your life, why don't you think this could be fun? You know, we'll see what happens. Sure. If you go into it with that attitude, anything that happens that's cool beyond that, you it's yeah. a win, throw it in the win column. <laughs> there are yeah. no losses. It's all wins. And you can look at that with everything like, you know, holidays, graduating, your job, your first job. If you go into it thinking like, oh, this is going to this is it. I'm going in the real world. Now it's all going to happen. Your first job sucks. Like it's always bullshit. And it's the worst. If you go into it thinking like. Well, this is going to probably suck, but it's m my first step up. And from here, I'm going to work and get better and make acquaintances and friends and, you know, build my resume. The next job's going to be even better. And, be you know, when you go at it that way, it's so much more approachable, so much more attainable. You can actually enjoy the time you have instead of spending it being mad that you don't, that you're falling behind. Right. You just got to, you got to put your ex expectations to the wayside. Absolutely. And That's, it, it yeah. seems so easy, but... <laughs> It I'm is. not kidding. No, it isn't. New Year's this year, before I left my apartment, I walked over to my bookshelf and uh, got a copy of my book and thumbed through a couple chapters of things to expect. There was a girl there that I kind of liked, and I was like, maybe this is the night I make my move on her. Went to the book, found that chapter, and was like, all right, relax, man. Like, <laughs> you wrote these words. Read them and take them in. You need to relax and just hope to have an okay time, and then if anything better happens, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, so with that in mind, we're, you know, kind of aiming at every holiday has the potential for, oh, Fourth of July, we're going to, wow, this is it. <laughs> right. We're going to drink and blah, blah, blah. You're going to get sunstroke. Yeah. Lie in there. You're going to barf in front of the girl you have a crush on. She's going to be like, what? What? Who is this? It's two. It's just yeah, all going to. I got that T-shirt, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, just it's like, like, why? Why put yourself just like, like oh, this could be okay. Who knows what could happen? You have a Who great knows? time. Who knows? That's uh, that's the attitude that I that I had going in to watch Fifty Shades of Grey, and I try <laughs> to keep it throughout my whole life. It's terrible, guys. It's uh, still terrible. Uh, uh, that's that's really amazing. I'm I'm glad that it's going to be a whole series. And now, I mean, I I absolutely I have to read be. it. I, yeah, you, I have yeah, to go. Uh, I, I got to check it out and like absorb all of all of your teachings <laughs> because I I need your help, man. I really do. This uh, is, uh, I'm on all the dating apps, and uh, I just joined Bumble. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to think about it. I've, I've heard supposedly Which that it's, the, it's just that like, one's the one where they, yeah, the, they, the, the, it's a lady's choice. Ladies choose They have you. to message you first. Huh. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which I, I, I think that's amazing. I, I mean, but it, it works exactly the same way as Tinder. It's, it's, you know, you're still, it's, it's you're swiping. Still it's swiping. looking at faces and saying. <laughs> Would do, would do, would do. No, I love I when the, I love, I had Tinder. I still have it. And I, I don't you. I'm not good at dating apps. I'm too, I grew up too much with the internet. I'm too schemey. And I'll be like, <laughs> I know what to say to try to get, like, it's just too schemey. I don't like it. I, I, I prefer meeting people. At are you, are you a practitioner of the game? No, which is so weird. No, I will say the game for me is I grew up with sisters. Mm -hmm. I have two older sisters. And so I was taught. Very you early were, on. You were taught respect. I was taught very early on, that's, do not that's say this in front of a girl. You do not bring this up. I got I gotta tell you, man, I'm I am I am I'm so conflicted. Every time I get in a conversation, um, and I've 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 like had uh, I had a I had a full date once where we just talked about the game the the entire date. It didn't go anywhere, but <laughs> probably because I wasn't using it because you know, she does like women actually Go for this stuff. I don't. Oh, oh I, I know. don't. I. I just. I can't. I I'm a logical mind, man. I'm INTJ. I can't. I can't. I. I 
I, I can't absorb that kind of thing. I can't neg women. It makes me feel so dirty and awful, you know? I used to, uh, so my friends and I used to be on a, we had an improv team and we'd perform out in Westwood. Um, and afterwards we'd go to this college bar over there in Westwood and we'd be goofing around and my friends would be like, hey, hey, go hit on that girl. I'd be like, nah, I'm not interested. And he, and they would be, you know, I'd be like young 20 something party girls. And they'd be like, you should, you know, go hit on this girl. Nah, nah, I'm not feeling it. Like, no, 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 not as you, you know, as 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 him and i'm like oh fine go over there and be like yo what's up <laughs> what's up you a, what's up you a model um oh man like forever 21 is gonna be pissed that their models the mannequins is missing <laughs> i'm playing with you and some of them would be like oh you're fun and in my back yeah. of my head i think no 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 this isn't real <laughs> You do not like this person. This is a terrible person, and you should not be interested in right. this. And I would quickly shut it down and be like, all right, well, okay, I got to go. And like walk away, and my friends would love it. And I would think like, oh, this is sad. This is sad that some people go for this, which, I mean, to each their own. But there is something to that. Like, There really is. Yeah, there's some, like, some girls go for that bro-y guy, and I think, you know what, yeah. that's I'm not one to judge. You do what you want to do. But you do you. Yeah. Oh boy, that guy. Oof, no thanks. It's it's just it's it's too dirty for me. I can't. Um, I, and here's the thing. You want to learn how to pick up women? I'll I'll teach you right now. Uh, listen. Number one, listen. Seem remotely interested, and don't do anything weird. Like done, and it's over. It's the it's it's so you're saying I shouldn't eat my toenails no, at the dinner no, table? No, no, Is that no. you save like that. A... You get into that later. Okay, okay. That's like date five. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm All a right. weird guy, just... but man, I don't display that right out of the gate. You okay. listen, you just okay. you be a normal person and you'd be amazed at how much easier I don't know, guys, I think that put too much work into it. That's where it does that's where it goes wrong all the time. And I think like, man, you just talk. How you doing? It'll be great. You'll be great. That's it. It's it it really it really is just about having the confidence to be yourself. I think so, yeah. And be respectful. Be That's you know, chivalry is not dead. It's not, guys. I'm telling you, audience, listeners, chivalry is alive and well. Please use it. Not just with ladies, with everybody. <laughs> when you're going to McDonald's, hold the door open for people. People really appreciate that. And not just people with canes and walkers. Like, just open the—if someone's behind you walking in the door, keep the door open for them. Yeah. It's, it's respect, guys. What's the problem? You make friends. <laughs> make friends. It's easy. Have some fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, absolutely. This was fun. I, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, Matt Moore, Matalongo. There Is that, you go. Yes. Pronunciation correct. <laughs> Listeners can pick up your book on Amazon. Uh, it's called Adult Stuff, Things You Need to Know to Win at Life. There you go. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me. I am on the internet at <laughs> thematmore.com. Um, I'm also, uh, you can find me on the Twitter at thatmattmore.com. That's not how Twitter works. It's just at Matt Moore, right? Yes. I'm very, <laughs> listen, teens, I too am proficient in uh, Snapbird. So here's the emoji of Get a hand. Snapbird. Two yeah. hands going up. <laughs> emoji. Faces. Faces. Very cool. I'm very cool, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> Broom with hair at Tinder Swap Bumblebird.org. 
GeoCities, angelfire.com. GeoCities on MySpace. Get my new album. Thank you so much. Uh, friend or foe, you can find it all the places at friend or foe, F-A-U-X, pod, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and I think that's all the places we are so far. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and uh, see you on the next one. Good? Excellent. Achoo.